Welcome to Living Truth Radio, a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship with Pastor Michael Lands. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. 1 Samuel 10, verse 2. God works on all levels. He can meet practical needs. He can meet spiritual needs. He can speak to your life wherever you are, uh, whenever something is happening. Afterward, you will come to the hill of God. Gibeah of God, the NIV says. Gibeah Elohim is the ESV. Where the Philistine garrison is, that's plural. There was a, some sort of stronghold of the Philistines right where Saul lived. And it shall be as soon as you have come there to the city, you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with harp, tambourine, flute, drums, just kidding, and a lyre before them, and they will be prophesying. Now, he's, get, he's got three signs. And the last one is, you're going to be going... And this group of prophets, I don't know how many there were, but there's going to be a group of prophets and they're going to be rocking and and playing worship apparently. And here's what's going to happen. They're coming down from the high place, tambourine, flute, lyre in their hand, and they will be prophesying. What is prophecy? It is foretelling the word of God, foretelling the word of God, speaking even the praises of Almighty God. And it can even be speaking the praises of God to music. Do you know, in one sense, the favorite worship song that you have is a prayer. Whenever you sing, you're singing prayers to God. I don't know if you realize that. When you say, Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, you know, put me into the refiner's fire. Those are prayers. Just because there's music behind them doesn't mean they don't count. (laughs) What? Yes. You might want to rethink singing them. Unless you're in full agreement with the lyrics because they still count as prayers. But some of them are prophecy. They're speaking of the glory and grandeur of God. Some of the most amazing songs for me are when they focus on God's glory. That's when I, man, I I just feel like I could be lifted up to heaven right there. Now, they'll be prophesying. It won't be hard to notice these guys. (laughs) They'll be a traveling band prophesying. And the Spirit of the Lord, 6, will come upon you mightily. And you shall prophesy with them and be changed into another man. Now this is what this has all been leading up to. Saul, I've anointed you with the symbol of the Holy Spirit, with God's power. You've been set apart. You've been anointed for sacred purposes. But that's not the end of the story. The oil just simply... A foretaste. What's coming is the power of Almighty God to give you what you need to lead His heritage. You, Saul, are going to experience the power of the Lord. He's going to come upon you mightily. And you, one expression of God coming upon Him mightily will be that He prophesies. I don't know what exactly happened here. But it's tied to that group of prophets. I don't know if Saul just jumped in. Uh, I found it very strange. First coming into the Christian church, singing, very strange. Uh, I know some of you still to this day find it very strange. Or at least the person next to you, you find very strange. Some of you, 
You're not quite there yet. Kind of like this. Some of you intentionally show up late. We know who you are. (laughs) Why? Now look, I know there's a transition time that happens. I never in my previous pre-Christian life ever got together with my friends and said, hey guys, do you know this one? (laughs) And started singing. Now some of you did that. You had your college songs or maybe you were by a campfire and you sang. I did not do that unless it was a song on the radio, rock and roll, then maybe. And usually the music had to be loud to drown out my voice. Here's the thing. The meaning uh, of God coming upon you mightily speaks of an explosive surge of strength. Change into another man, the meaning is not primarily in Hebrew about losing oneself, but about being equipped with God's power to play a new role. I just want to repeat these two definitions. God coming upon you mightily speaks of an explosive surge of strength being changed into another man. Is not about losing yourself, but about being equipped with God's power to play a new role. That is what the power of God is about. God changes us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that we are a new what creation in Christ. All things have gone. Behold, all things have become new. You in Christ are new. You're a new creation, made or remade for a new purpose. Things that you didn't care about before, things that you didn't even think about before, priorities that you had no interest in before, now have become your life. People that you thought strange before. You didn't get what they did. You didn't understand why they preached or sang or did anything. Now, a new surge of explosive strength has come to you from God and He's changed your heart. What God always does is works from the inside out. He starts at the heart and changes you from the inside out. We're so interested about the outside, right? I heard Alistair Biggs say one time that, we, we take such good care of the outside. I'm going to make sure to do that and this and this. Make sure, right? But what matters more is the stuff that's on the inside. Amen? Because something breaks down on the inside, you're in deep trouble. You lose a little hair on the outside, you can go on. Right? Wrinkles shows up there. I know, it's painful. But you can go on. Problem on the inside, not so good. You see, in the kingdom of God, this is how God works. He works on the inside. He changes us, and it shall be when these signs come to you. This has all been prophesied. Do for yourself what the occasion requires. Here's the key. For God is with you. ESV. Now, when these signs meet you, do what your hand finds to do, for God is with you. I was reading one commentary. He said, the idiom... Do what your hands find to do is found in Judges 9.33 where the context makes it clear that it refers to a military action against an enemy. Now here's where it comes together and we're, we're going to uh, try to tie this together. 
I read you all those verses in Judges that the Holy Spirit was coming upon people for what? To prepare them for something that was bigger than themselves and primarily for a war situation. This particular commentator, and you can chew on this one, says, he believes that what God was saying to Saul, do what seems right to you or what your hand finds to do is, I want you to deal with the enemy right now, the Philistines, who have a stronghold right where you live. And I'm going to give you the power. And your first act as the king is to destroy the enemy. If you look back in 1 Samuel 9.16, you'll see this is what God said. I'm going to anoint him prince over my people, Israel, and he... So he gets anointed, which happens in 10.1. Tie this now together. 9.16 says, I'll anoint him as prince over my people, Israel, and he'll deliver my people from who? The hand of the Philistines. And so the anointing and the deliverance, this particular author, and you can take this for what you will, thinks that Saul's should have figured out right now, okay, I've got the power, I'm the king, the Philistines have got a stronghold right where I live, it's time to bring deliverance. And you shall go down before me to Gilgal. This is verse 8, chapter 11. Behold, I will come to you to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice peace offerings. These are celebratory offerings. You shall wait seven days until I come to you and show you what you should do. Some people tie this to chapter 13 and Saul's failure to wait for Samuel. I don't think it's the same occasion, but that is a possible link. Then it happened, verse 9. Right after the prophecy, all this has been a face-to-face prophecy after the anointing. When he turned back, he turned his back to leave Samuel. So Samuel's told him all this stuff. Okay, man, it had to be a lot to take in. All right, this is what's going to happen now. As soon as he, it happened, when he turned his back to leave Samuel, God, bam, what did he do? He changed his heart. God, ESV, gave him another heart. And all those, that is the signs, the three signs that we just studied, all those signs came about on that day. So it came about just as he, you know, swings around that God changes his heart. And God, my friends, my brothers and sisters, can change your heart just that quickly. Bam! Does this mean Saul was regenerated? Hmm. I just said in 1 Samuel 16, the spirit departs from him and, and the evil spirit comes to him and the only way he gets relief is David playing the harp. How do you figure that out theologically? I don't know. But all of a sudden, not only did he have the rush of the power of the Holy Spirit, but he also experienced a heart change. What was it that took place in the heart of Saul? Because so many people say, well, Saul failed and he erred exceedingly and he played the fool. Is it possible to be a Christian and err exceedingly and play the fool? Answer, yes. Answer, yes. Read 1 Corinthians 3 where the, the Corinthian Christians are carnal, yet we already know they're Christians from chapter 1. But they're messed up on a lot of issues. I mean, most Christians have it together. We know that. (laughs) Why'd you all laugh at that point? Because we know, right? One minute you feel like you could conquer anything. The power of God surging through your pores. Man, I feel like... Sometimes when I'm preaching, I feel like God just 
frankly, just takes over. And I'm, I can soar with the eagles. And there's other times when I wonder if I'm even a Christian. <laughs> wow, how do you go from that to that in the same day? Sometimes in the same hour. Because we still deal with the flesh. And the flesh wars against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And the two are contrary one to another. And sometimes you don't do what you want to do. That's why grace is such good news. Because he doesn't love me less when I feel like I could soar uh, with eagles. And he doesn't love me less when I'm having a terrible day. I'm cranky irritated if someone interviewed me on the spot i would give no indication that i belong to the lord (laughs) right now we want that to be the exception amen we want the rule to be consistency and this is not an excuse christians ought to be consistent but the point is saul was given another heart and yet he made a lot of mistakes and when they came to the hill there behold a group of prophets met him And the Spirit of God, all this is being fulfilled, but he's focusing on the third sign that Samuel had given him. The Spirit of God came upon him mightily, came upon him in power, rushed upon him so that he prophesied among them. I don't know what this looked like. I don't know what Saul said. I don't know if it was set to music. But all of a sudden, something has happened in Saul's life. First Peter, Peter writes, He says, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. They think it strange that you do not plunge with them in the same flood of dissipation, and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. You get saved, God changes your heart, and your friends go, what happened to you? Story, guys at work, he's been going to the gentleman's club with his co-workers Friday night for quite some time. They're getting ready to go, but he's become a Christian. They say to him, let's go, let's go, let's go, we're going, we're going. He goes, I'm not going. What? I become a Christian. I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I'm not going. Okay, Holy Joe, <laughs> Holy Joe, you're going to go to Bible study, Holy Joe. Crushed. These are his buds, right? You've been there. Everybody's transitioned out of a non-Christian life to a Christian life. Sometimes you get beat up by people who so-called are your friends. Find out who your true friends are, right? So they harangue him up and down, and he goes home. He's a little bit crushed. He's getting a little persecution. Next day, telephone rings, and it's one of his co-workers. I just have one thing to ask you. I want to know why you don't go to those places anymore. My wife and I are going to have a baby girl. I want to know why you don't go to those places anymore. You just never know what God will do. It came about when all who knew him previously, that is his neighbors, saw that he had prophesied. Now with the prophets, the people said to one another, what's happened to the son of Kish? 
Is Saul among the prophets? And the man there answered and said, Now who is their father? This means their leader. Elijah and Elisha were called father. The role of a prophet is not hereditary like the priest. Therefore it became a proverb. Is Saul among the prophets? Everybody's talking about a Saul a prophet now. Saul a prophet. What happened to him? I don't know, but he was prophesying with that group, traveling band. He was prophesying. <laughs> what happened to the son of Kish? I don't know. It's in the local paper. What happened to Saul? When he had finished prophesying, he came to the high place. They were coming down. He went up. I don't know if it was a moment of reflection or private devotion, but you can imagine at this point, if you're Saul, wouldn't you take a little inventory like, whoa, man, I'm just chasing the donkeys. I'm chasing the donkeys. The servant suggested we go see this guy, Samuel. I don't know what's happening. All of a sudden, king, and a king, anointed with oil, prophets, traveling band. <laughs> What in the world's going on around here? I think you had to do a little private inventory. Somebody pinch me. Prophet among, you know, it's all among the prophets. I don't know. So he went up to the high place. Now Saul's uncle, might be Abner from chapter 14, said to him and his servants, where'd you go? And he said, to look for the donkeys. I was just looking for the donkeys. And when we saw that we could not find, they could not be found, we went to Samuel. He, it was him. And Saul's uncle said, because everybody knew that what Samuel said was true, it came to pass. So Saul's uncle, inquiring minds want to know. He says, please, tell me what Samuel said to you. The word tell is translated prince, a form of the word in, in uh, verse 1. Tell me, I want to know what he said. So Saul said to his uncle, final verse for tonight. He told us plainly, this is a double use of the same Hebrew word to tell, or the prince, that the donkeys had been found. But he, Saul, did not tell him about the matter of the kingdom which Samuel had mentioned. The uncle said... <laughs> I'm hearing stuff about you, son. What did the prophet tell you? He told us. <laughs> they found the donkeys. That's just leaving a little bit out, don't you think? <laughs> you ever cornered one of your kids? You've tracked down all the evidence. What happened here? <laughs> well... <laughs> Conveniently left out all the major points. But they found the donkeys. <laughs> That's it. That's all he's got to say. Later in the chapter, we'll look at this next time, when the lot confirms that Saul's the man, he, he's hiding. They say, Hey, Saul's the king! Where is he at? I don't know. They, they, they find him hiding. What's going on with Saul? Was he overwhelmed? Was he scared? Was he humble? I mean, can you imagine going from some, you're some guy in a fairly unknown area and tribe, and all of a sudden, you are king. And they're, they're doing ceremonies and they're ready to 
initiate this and you start thinking. Imagine this. I'll end with this. Imagine that all of a sudden you went from a somewhat normal ex- existence to, hey, uh, you're the president. You'd have to take some inventory, right? Like, boy, that's a pretty major responsibility. A lot of people depending on you and big decisions to make and I don't know. I think that's why he was hiding. And remember I told you that all of this points to Jesus, the ultimate king. I, see, I think you see that, but I want to make a personal application. Sometimes we get overwhelmed with our calling and we start hiding from God. And we say, oh, I experienced his power. I prophesied with the band. I'm singing Christian songs. I preached to this friend. But I don't know if I'm the guy. I don't know if I'm the girl. Things are happening way too fast. Hold on a minute. I think I'm going to go hide over here. I think we've all been there. What we need to do is realize what God calls you to do, he will equip you for. If you get overwhelmed in life, just don't give up. Don't quit. God is not going to give up on you. He's going to give you what you need. If you are passing through a storm or difficulty or doubt, hang on because he will see you through. He who began a good work in you will complete it. He will. You might be stretching you right now. <laughs> you might be tempted to run and hide. I've been there many times. But I'll tell you what. Hold on. He'll finish what he started. Father, thank you for your people tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you that you are a faithful God. Thank you that you provide the power that we need to fulfill the calling that you've given to us. This is the higher life, but it's not an easy life. But we pray that we will stay strong walking in your spirit because we know you've provided what we need to live out this high calling with your head and heart bowed. If you don't know Jesus Christ right now, you're in a very tough spot because you're under his judgment. But you can be free tonight by trusting in the finished work of Jesus on the cross and through his resurrection. But you must turn to him. You must have a moment where you turn to him and he'll give you a new heart. A new heart and a new start. If you want to make that official tonight, you're not sure you're a Christian, you're not sure you're saved, make sure. He'll do the work. He'll forgive you of all your sins that you've ever committed. He'll give you a a fresh start, a clean slate, a new beginning. If it's you, pray after me right now. Pray it out loud. Don't, Don't wait another moment. Jesus, pray it. Come into my life. Thank you that you died on the cross for me and rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and turn to you. Please save me. Give me a new heart and a new start. Lord, thank you for those who might be calling out in the quietness of their hearts. 
I also pray for the saint that might just be poured out tonight that you'll fill them afresh with your spirit. Come upon them, rush mightily upon them. Fill in those gaps where they feel like they are weak. Make us strong in you, Lord. We worship you tonight. We love you and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's program. If you'd like to listen to this message again, learn more about our church in Corona, or to access archived messages, go to livingtruthradio.org and click on the church tab. You can follow us on Instagram at livingtruthcorona or download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app on Apple and Android devices. Living Truth Radio is a listener-supported ministry. You can partner with us by donating at livingtruthradio.org. Hey, this is Pastor Michael. Thank you for listening to Living Truth Radio today. Excited that you've joined us. Tell a friend about the program you're hearing here. And please keep us in prayer. We have some uh, exciting open doors for new radio stations. We have some exciting opportunities for some new time slots. And we could really use your prayer and your support. If you can give to the ongoing ministry of Living Truth Radio, we'd deeply appreciate it. It takes funds to be on the radio, and we're not a huge congregation, and we appreciate the support that we get from radio listeners. You can give to our ministry through our website at livingtruthcorona.org. If you're anywhere near the Inland Empire and you don't have a home fellowship, you're not connected with a local church, we'd love to invite you to Living Truth Christian Fellowship. The radio ministry that you hear Monday through Friday on your station or on the weekend is really just a extension of the normal pulpit ministry in the life of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. And for those of you who are out of state or out of our area, we consider you family members as well. Uh, Living Truth certainly doesn't replace your local church, but we know you listen and we know you're praying for us and we appreciate it. Thank you for the support that you give to us, the encouragement, the emails that you send. We we deeply appreciate it. And we know that even when you don't send an email, that you are still part of what's going on and part of the listening family. And we, we appreciate you and we look forward to interacting with you again. If we can be of any help to you, send us an email or a message through the website, livingtruthcorona.org, or you can call us Monday through Friday. We're here 9 to 5 Pacific time at... 951-735-2856. God bless you. Thank you for listening and we'll catch up to you next time. Thank you for listening to today's program. Our mission is to get the truth of God's Word out. This is our passion. We want to impact as many people as possible, and we have an opportunity to expand this radio program, and we need you, the listener, to partner with us in prayer and in giving. You can give to our ministry through our website at livingtruthcorona.org. That's livingtruthcorona.org. Hey, I want to invite you to visit our website at livingtruthcorona.org to get more familiar with our church fellowship. If you live in the Inland Empire and don't have a church home, come and worship with us. We have a wonderful church family that meets here in the city of Corona. Our service times are 9th and 11.15 a.m. You can get more information about that at the website. That's livingtruthcorona.org. God bless you.